that. They don't think it'd be like it is, but guess what? But it, it do. Indeed, it do. So, Campbell, welcome back, <laughs> listeners. Listeners, we just had musicals. like we just had like a twenty-minute catch-up <laughs> work bitch sesh, and just talking about probably it. things that like I don't know. Probably should talk about, but anyway, yeah, we're back <laughs> at Boozicals. Back at uh, again. Oh my god, it's been a week, listeners, and I like really excited to record this episode because this is a podcast where we talk about musicals and have a few drinks. Indeed, we do, and I'm I'm pretty excited for the drink that we have here today. But before we get to that. Campbell. I uh, I did not think of it this um Oh name. no. Yeah, no, it's time for our segment that's called Shooter or Hardly Knower. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> the term this week is <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Book musicals. <laughs> so a lot of times when you hear about musicals you see, like, the book was written by someone, and just, I assume a lot of our listeners know what that is. Oh my god, that was a lot. You look like you're no, struggling. what? I am, and <laughs> I usually don't struggle this much. Uh, I haven't actually haven't drank since, like, last time I recorded. Um, and so, the book is basically the script that the, like, musical refers to the story, character development, the structure of it, any spoken dialogue, stage directions, but it can also refer to, like, dialogue and lyrics together, uh, which is sometimes referred to as a libretto or little book in Italian. Um, I'm sure, like, a lot of people know that, but for some people that just like listening to us or don't know as much about musical theater, um, that's what, like, they're talking about with the book. Yeah, that's really fun. Um, it's really cool to learn more about like the specific terminology of the stage, the Broadway. A theater! <laughs> theater! <laughs> Ooh, okay. that's getting better, Raven. Good job. <laughs> so, anyway, um, the musical that we're doing today, we had our list for a long while. I've never seen it before, but Me I've listened either. to the music slash uh, I've played the music before, and Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I knew the general plot seemed crazy. I didn't know anything about the plot. I thought this was something completely different, and I was not prepared. Oh, oh <laughs> you were not then. So the <laughs> musical that we are talking about this week is Dear Evan Hansen, specifically the film version, which I'm glad we are because got some thoughts. <laughs> um, I have they made some choices <laughs> um and then the drink we are having for that i was trying to think of something that kind of reminds me of like high school or like mm -hmm. high school lunches but also this movie gave me a constant panic attack so i was like how can that. you caffeinate this so yeah. this is the high school panic attack and it's basically like an alcoholic chocolate milk. Yes, <laughs> that... and we love that for us. Cheers. Right? Cheers. Clink. Clink. Oh, I like that. It's oh, like good. It's like the consistency of a Yoohoo, but I'm glad that it doesn't taste like Yoohoo because I hate Yoohoo. But mm -hmm. it's like that that vibe, that era, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And so it's... Uh, 
vodka, coffee vodka, or coffee-flavored liquor. Uh, also Kahlua, cream, chocolate milk on ice. Yeah. Shaking it's up. It's very, very tasty. Yeah. Um, I was worried because it's also been a million degrees all week long, and I my mm-hmm. brain was like, hey, why don't we drink milk? Um, but it's actually not so bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm using... I'm using a lot of substitutes because uh, I uh, am getting more and more lactose intolerant by the day. So <laughs> I'm using oat milk instead of cream and a cold fruit moonshine instead of vodka. Which Ooh, is from by, where? Um, uh, it's from Belle Isle Brewery. Oh, love it. Yeah. So uh, if you're... Distillery, if you're, not brewery? Distillery, yeah. I don't know why no. I said brewery. Um, so yeah, if you're... Uh, anywhere near Richmond, Central Virginia region, or anywhere that they distribute, you should definitely check them out. They have a lot of really cool flavors. Uh, Dear Evan ha- Hansen, a little bit yes. the history. So this was um, this film is based off of the stage version, mm-hmm. and it follows Evan Hansen, a high school senior that has a lot of stuff going on in his brain. Yes, and he basically invents like a friendship with a fellow student who has unalived himself. Uh, yes. So we do want to say wild. Off, yeah. I was going to say, do you want to say off the bat that we were going to have trigger warnings for like discussion? Oh, of, yes. Yeah. Discussion of uh, suicide, suicidal ideation, mental illness, like um, and the fallout and like difficulty. However, they made Ben Platt look. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord um so um, um, if that's something that's difficult for you to engage with like feel free to this go, is this is not your episode go watch puppies playing in meadows go listen it's to fine. from justin to kelly <laughs> Ooh, or or barbie in diamond castle oh that's a good one that's a fun there one are three there are three muses okay um, so, um, so dear evan hansen um made opened on broadway at the music box theater in december 2016 and it did very, very well. The show closed in 2022. Um, it was nominated for like nine awards and it won yeah. like a bunch of them. And the film adaptation came out in 2021. Uh, it did not it do did not, great. I'm going to talk about the reception yeah, a little I bit assumed. in my composer's corner. But suffice to say, it did not do well. And um, I don't... A lot of people loved the stage show. Yeah. I don't know how different I would feel about seeing that because a lot of the things I'm like, this is wild, are like plot points. Yeah. <laughs> or just like what what the, what the show is about. <laughs> <laughs> I I think great I would music be, though. I think I would be willing to see this a stage version of this. Like I feel like I. <laughs> Based on High praise. I'd I've be heard, willing to. <laughs> I like, based on like uh, uh, responses I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of uh, roasts and video essays about this film version on YouTube that I haven't watched yet because I didn't want spoilers. Um, but based on some of the responses I've seen to this movie, I feel like the stage musical, I feel like it's a uh, Into the Woods situation where the stage musical is just better in many yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it is interesting. Uh, there's only... Uh, ben Platt, who is Evan Hansen, um, originated the role on Broadway, and he's also the only one from the stage show to like be in the like yeah, the prize which is kind of the evident. Uh, yeah, maybe he wasn't the correct choice for it, and maybe if they didn't spend all this like 
time making him look like a gargoyle and his dad was a producer um anyway yeah. anyway we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little more when we get to the relationship between him and zoe because that was difficult to watch so, i wrote pedophile a lot mm-hmm, yeah so roll credits first like first 10 seconds of the movie um he is writing a letter to himself. This is an assignment from his therapist. Um, so we learn that Evan uh, struggles with uh, a variety of different mental illnesses, um, generalized anxiety disorder, presumably being one of them, um, and he is medicated for some of the different things that he's going through. Um, so Evan, uh, one, we also see that he has a broken like arm or wrist and has a cast on it, which is kind of factors into the story as we come into it. Um, so he's writing himself a letter for the first day of school. Uh, this boy got big anxiety, and we get into the song Waving Through a Window. Um, okay, some notes. He does have a very nice voice. Yes. Do I think that excuses everything about him playing this role? No. No. But he does um, have a very nice voice. Oh, he definitely does. And he yeah. knows the character. But yes. I have a lot of thoughts about it. But if, for those who don't Go know, on. Ben Platt is, uh, he was also in The Politician, The Pitch Perfects. Um, when he was in this on Broadway at the age of 23, he became the youngest solo recipient of the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical. Oh, Super cool. great. Awesome. Very talented. What... I think is disappointing. Mm. I think especially with movie musicals, um, that's a really cool opportunity to see other people play certain Do roles. Mm-hmm. I get you you are you are Evan Hansen. You have made that abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. You have like your own Ben Platt perspective yeah. on that. But he like had a tweet um that i wasn't because a lot of people are like why are you in this movie because they did it like a bunch of like makeup and yeah de-aging kind of stuff that i oh they de-aged not... him yeah that's it was not, how, not like... effective and he like no it wasn't and yeah <laughs> see that's the point it made him look older and like his body language in it like he would stick his neck so far out that i thought that his neck was fake it was like cgi <laughs> because he was like oh i'm awkward i'm quirky um yeah. teenager he so did i'm gonna have a very hunch awkward over. Body, body language yes and it was it was it was a lot but his tweet i think the reaction is largely from people who don't understand the context of the piece the fact that i created the role and workshopped it for three years platt said uh, were I not to do the movie, it probably wouldn't get made. And so I think my defensive response is to want to go on Twitter and be like, F you guys, you don't even know that this wouldn't exist without me. Of course, that's not true entirely and not my place to say. All I have to do is let the work speak for itself. Um, I like how he said, of course, that's not true entirely and not my place to say, but he said it. But he um, did say it. He did um, say it. And here's, here's and, my thing. I, I, I can understand the sentiment of like, oh, in theory this movie probably wouldn't gotten bankrolled without me being cast because my father's the producer but a producer honestly. the also the thing a producer yes um but also a thing with that is that the s- not screenwriter um book writer book writer yes um oh drink specific <laughs> <laughs> true cheers 
but specifically kind of like reframed um or i read because again i haven't seen the stage musical but um i read that he reframed the musical a bit to because uh, he wanted to kind of reimagine it more from Evan Hansen's perspective. Um, and that was part of the criticism as well to the film version was that it departed so much or it, some people considered like too heavily um, from the source material. Uh, like there were a lot of songs that were taken out, a lot of songs that were changed mm -hmm. or new ones introduced. Um, and again, the perspective was sort of shift to Evan specifically. And I think when you're thinking of Evan Hansen as Ben Platt and that's the framework you're coming into it with like it's like yes he was needed to make the movie but only because that was the angle they were taking but you know? also this is a very popular Tony Award winning musical, winning musical. Like, there do you are think it wouldn't it wouldn't play. have gotten made yeah true. I mean, like, like we've, it, had, we've had a lot of film adaptations of, of musicals now like yeah. I just it just seems like hey, this is mine, no one else's. And I think that's, like, really against, at least what I think is, like, a spirit of a lot of stage productions. That's mm -hmm. just like, oh, this is this performer's take on it. No one, like, owns a role. There's some people that are very notable for their roles. Yeah. But to be like, it wouldn't have happened without me. Like, th yeah. this is mine. I was just, I don't know. It didn't sit right with me. Fair. Um, especially when you're, like, the only one from the stage. Like, musical. yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, all these other actors who do incredible, I like really like the supporting cast a lot in this. Oh my gosh, Julianne um, Moore? Mm. Ugh. We'll great. talk about it. But yeah, it's just like really interesting that they made those uh, like changes. Like some of yeah. the, the differences from the stage musical. So um, anybody have a map, disappear, or to break in a glove, and good for you, um, were removed. Yes. Along with reprises of Waving Through a Window, Sincerely Me, For Forever, and You Will Be Found. Um, the role of Jared was reduced, but also the role of Alana was expanded, which I did like that. I did like um, that, yeah. Like, they had, like, some, apparently in the stage version, they would you would see, like, visions of Connor telling Evan to, like push forward with the lives and like keep his memory alive that was mm. cut um larry um connor's stepdad in the stage version is his biological dad i thought it was very weird to oh, change oh that. that is I a think... weird detail to change because that yeah. that actually changes an aspect of like the messaging of the story in a way yeah um the Zoe and Evan, spoiler, uh, they start their relationship during song You Will Be Found in the stage version, uh, but only us kind of flash forward type of thing in the movie yeah. version. Or some of the, like, differences. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. and we there's a lot to talk about. So there's we're at about, yeah. uh, Waving Through a Window, which I, I mean, the music is great in this. I okay. Think. Here's the thing. I think the songs are each individually good. There's mm -hmm. one or two that I think are pretty mid, to be honest, but mm -hmm. I think the performances of them are still really good. Um, my problem, though, is that as a collective work, and maybe this is because they've cut some songs, but at least in the first act, many of the songs just sound too similar to me. Like, I feel like throughout mm -hmm. the musical, a lot of the... Uh, 
performances like they're good but they're all very similar like there's not a lot of characterization in the performances in my opinion um there's some but not as much as i would like i guess yeah um and like here like the the way i don't know if it's just the way ben is singing it or if it's just evan's music in general but all of evan's songs in the first act sound the same to me um and I just wish I could have seen more range, I think, given mm-hmm. to the entire cast. Because they all are pretty talented uh, vocalists. Um, or at least the vocal performances are good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting, a big part of the stage version, um, and they kind of like touch on it kind of in this, is social media. It's just like a, like a big like presence, and yeah. apparently they did some like really cool things with some of the songs. Like waving through a window is also kind of um, like figurative language, like uh, tapping on like the glass or whatever, like your phone yeah. screen. And I don't think that that didn't come across in this. Yeah, I I do think like I felt like these early this this musical sequence at least was a little boring. I feel like they could have done more with it. Um, I think Ben's voice was entertaining, I guess, enough to kind of carry me through it. Um, Like, his performance was good enough to carry me through it. But I was kind of thinking, like, I feel like y'all could be doing more here, you know? Yeah, I really liked how the the song, like, started because you heard all of his thoughts and his anxiety. And I was just like, I think that's really good. And that could have, should have been played with a lot more. Like, him disassociating in the car on the way to school. We also find his mom, Heidi, is played by Julianne Moore. uh, Love her. uh, Who do we love her as? Um... Oh my gosh! What you can you can say the show? Um, I can't remember her character's name, but from Thirty Rock, she was Jack's other love interest when he was also with Avery mm-hmm. Triplet. Jessup. Jessup. Avery Triplet. From. I don't know where I got <laughs> uh, that from. <laughs> Nancy Donovan. Nancy Donovan. That sounds. That's yeah. very Irish. Yeah. Uh, right. She's all also been in like a million episodes of As the World Turns. She was in Boogie Nights, A Map of the World. Uh, she was in the second Kingsman movie. Um, incredible. She does yes. a really, really good job in this. And so she's a single mom. I honestly um, wish she had had a bigger part. Same. Yeah. And um, we also find out that Evan's a senior in high school. Um, and with his, like, cast, he broke his arm. She was like, hey, good icebreaker, making friends. His Sharpie, you can get, like, Have your classmates to sign your cast. Um, because, like, who doesn't like signing a cast? Honestly, it's fun. Right? Um but then, like, throughout the song, like, when he's, like, on the way to school, you can see, like, how everything else is kind of blurry as he's singing. I thought it was a really cool visual thing to show, like, how he's dissociating from, like, reality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely see, um, I think they do capture the sort of, like, his spiraling a lot um, pretty well, which there was a lot of criticism for this uh, against this film for, like, its portrayal of mental illness, which... I do have some thoughts about in relate relation to the plot, um, but mm-hmm. in terms of like the pure uh, imagery, like, what anxiety can look like? Oh. Yes, yeah. I think I think that is honestly done pretty well. I think so, especially in the beginning, like how like he was just like rapid fire everything at once. I was just like, oh, yeah. relatable. <laughs> it me, yeah, yeah. Um, 
um, Evan is talking to his friend Jared or his no. family friend. What a dick. <laughs> Honestly. Like... Okay, so uh, that the character's name's Jared, played very well by Nick Dodani, who's also been in Murphy oh, yeah. Brown, the newer one, Atypical, the comeback, um, who's just makes it very clear to uh, Evan they're not really friends. And when Evan's no, like, you want to sign my friends. cast? He was like, why would I want to do that? I was just like, you are just a just mean, mean person who's also, lying about signed... hooking up with a Brazilian dude on your, in summer camp. That didn't oh, happen. That didn't happen. Um, but also, like, I feel like in school, like, you would sign basically a stranger's cast. Like, yeah. you would just, like, if you were, if, like, if there was a kid sitting next to you in class or, like, a kid in class that had a cast, like, everyone signed it. Like, it didn't have to be your best friend. The, the students in this film. Oh, they suck. <laughs> so mean. I, like, I understand. Children are terrible. Yeah, but not all of them. Not literally social, every single one of them. Social media has ruined people. And just society, but <laughs> the the ex- extent, and we'll like talk about it when it comes up in different points, is just wild and made me yeah. so uncomfortable. But they're at this pep rally uh, assembly. We also meet the studio bond president Alana, mm-hmm. who is uh, played by Amandla uh, Stenberg, and they amazing. have been in a lot of things, Hunger Games. Uh, they played Rue. Uh, they were in Across the uh, Spider-Verse. Uh, also, Amanda plays the violin, drums, guitar. Ooh, love that. They've, in 2013, they began performing on the violin and singing harmonies at different venues in L.A. Uh, with Xander Hawley. Um, and their folk rock duo, known as Honeywater, released their first EP in August 2015 and second in November 2016. Uh, I love just like really, really talented. Duo. That's dope. Right, actor and uh, performer and musician and just uh, activist. Just I really, really, really liked yeah. them in this. I'm, movie. I'm a big they, fan of Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, she is talking about deforestation, uh, trying to get people to yep. care about the environment. We love it, Queen. Kind of. There, there's a big tree relation. There's a lot of talk about trees. A lot about trees. A very yeah. lore. A lot of nature like. imagery, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we find out how he broke his arm. We find out that he has a crush on Zoe, who's a girl in, is it the jazz band specifically or just band? I mean, I just band, but also in jazz band. Because it yeah. looks like she plays the bass guitar. or electric guitar. I didn't pay that much attention to, like, which one. She is played by Caitlin Diver and so good in this so 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 good but she's also i loved her in book smart oh yeah she was that was such incredible. a good movie. that that movie is so good uh but yeah. also in justified a bunch of episodes of last man standing like really one of one of the people in this that like i think this morning cast is just really good really stole so like, good the show yeah absolutely yeah and um, yeah she is the is younger sibling yeah right uh, the younger sibling of uh, Connor Murphy, um, who is played by boo, 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 Colton Ryan, um, also been in Uncle Frank Homeland, the girl from Plainville. So good in this. So good. Um, so we find out how Evan broke his arm. Yes. Uh, so he uh, interned at the state park. That's 
cool. I would love Super to be cool. a park ranger at some point in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, which is not what he was, but uh, he was an intern. He was climbing up in the tree. Branch broke and he fell. Um, and he talks about how he was like lying there waiting for like someone, pretty much anyone, to come and find him and help him and, and get him to like healthcare. Um, and no one came. And he, I think, ended up having to like call his boss um, to come help him and, uh, and, and, you know, get to the doctor and everything. Yeah. Um, so we see, we do see that like being a recurring theme throughout the story for Evan's characterization is that, um, especially in the, in the beginning of this, he does often, uh, feel alone, especially because his mother, uh, because she's a nurse and she has to work so hard because she's a single mother. Um, she often just has to work and is not able to like be there with him all the time. And so he feels very lonely a lot. And that's a kind of a recurring motif. Yeah. So we see these kids um, making, like, school shooter comments um, about uh, Connor. And we find out that he's actually Zoe's brother. Um, Oh, he, like, screams at Evan in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he thought, like, Evan was laughing at the jokes being made at him and About he him, wasn't yeah. and he like took it out on him but then zoe sees and like introduces herself and she's like hello sir um adult male at this high school i'm zoe <laughs> sorry about him he's a dick goes to shake your hand and then she he just like i know spends so much time fidgeting his hand i'm like come yes. on there's like so many times in this okay listeners sometimes when there's a good fit therapy is great mm-hmm. if things aren't working like you should definitely give things like a good shot but sometimes you need a different therapist yeah i think evan would have really benefited from like a different therapist any any other therapist, <laughs> yeah, it <anyway>. seems like <laughs> um progress is just not getting there yeah yeah, he he needs more help that he is not receiving, and it's evident. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so then he's back home. He's writing another letter, um, and we hear him talking about how he feels alone, how he feels like, you know, everything's like too hard, um, and he does express that he's having like some suicidal thoughts at the end of the letter, which mm-hmm. is important to the plot so um we're like kind of montaging back and forth we find out they have a programming class which is super cool very well funded high school apparently um and then so he's back at school um he has another sort of run-in with connor um who decides to sign his cast um so this is in the library uh evan is in line waiting because he's he was typing oh I messed that up. He was writing the other letter in the library, not at home. Um, So he was writing this in the school, the school library. He accidentally prints it out, um, goes to the printer line, uh, interacts with Connor there, who signs his cast in like giant letters, um, which I actually think is kind of cute. That was, that was a nice little interaction. He was reaching out to him in like a mean way. Yeah. Um, But it was just like, oh, he was like, oh, what happened? And he was like, oh, that sucks. No one signed it though. I'll sign it. Yeah, like, I liked that little moment, you know? Um, And so then Connor goes to... uh, He says, now we can both pretend we have friends. And I'm just like... Oh, yeah. So 
Connor finds the letter on the printer that he was writing um, and he kind of like freaks out because he sees that he, he mentioned Zoe in the letter um, and then so, so he yeah. takes the letter and he like doesn't give it back yeah and, and he leaves with it and Evan naturally has a panic attack as would I yeah. um, he's, oh he said so you can tell everyone I'm crazy that's yes yeah because he, he thought that like, he like uh did all this stuff to have him read this letter so that he would like freak out and get like aggressive or violent or something yeah um and he could yeah um like why are you so, inciting me yes um like, and, and evan was just like <laughs> first of all you talk to me dude so i don't know yeah. um but yeah so evan evan then gets home um, and we see he's, like, frantically searching online for, like, information D- like, about... Like, dumbest, dumbest way to go about that. Yeah, I... Evan Hansen's <laughs> letter. Because he was panicking. And it was fair, very, fair. like... And he was just like, of course, this is the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> There's no way, no one, like... He's not going to share it. Yeah. And very easy identifiable search engines. Because the internet, small. <laughs> fit, true. So he's just, like, looking. He's, like, going to the Facebook, his Facebook or social media or whatever. We yeah. do get, like, a see, uh, like kind of see a Sunny Glenn Treatment Center kind of thing that just kind of flashes mm-hmm. by. So yeah. just, like, more, just, like, something's going on. Um, yeah, slight indication about Connor, but we still don't really know anything about him. Yeah, his mom calls, and it's just like, hey, I am actually going to be later. There's a bunch of budget cuts, and I just, like, really want to make a good impression. Just, like, really show I'm a team player. Um yeah yeah um so then he comes back to school he's talking to jared explaining like everything that happened um he's trying to find connor but uh he we realize that or we learned that he hasn't been to school in a few days so then during class um connor not connor evan gets called to the principal's office and mm-hmm. we see um that the murphys connor's parents have come to school to meet with evan um so his parents are played by so his mom is played by amy adams love her which it like annoyed me is that does it ever bother you how good people are at acting to the point yeah. i was like stop making me feel emotions this is right. like hard to watch like how i didn't ask amy to cry adams? i like and i <laughs> watched and took all my notes in a uh doctor's waiting room when i did this and i was like oh you're yeah. in public you cannot cry and i did it <laughs> and but like it like i i felt i wish i did yeah. um oh i so cried she plays so hard during this movie the cynthia um and then uh danny pino also in oh well amy adams enchanted arrival american hustle disenchanted she's yeah. been like the newest like lois lane a million things listener enchanted episode or a tenacious Steve pick a destiny episode um but there's also uh danny pino who's also who plays larry the stepdad in this um cold case svu minds mc in a bunch of episodes of all of them mm-hmm. they do such a good job in this i really like them i like the i like the whole family unit the, yeah the, the chemistry between the characters, I think it's really, really good. They play off each yeah. other really well, in my opinion. Um, but also, the uh, principal, Mr. Howard, played by Swift Rice, um, also been Doom Patrol. They clone Tyrone, um, Outer Banks, um, who comes up in, like, a few times, like, yeah. in this movie. Um, but, yeah, call to the principal's office, because they have something for Evan. Yes. So, we find out that Connor has committed suicide, 
Um, and they have found Evan's letter that he wrote, the one that Connor stole from him. Um, and because it is addressed to Evan, they sort of assume that it is a letter written by Connor. Um, and so to them, they perceive this to be basically his suicide note. Um, because at the end of it, he was talking about sort of feeling like he didn't want to be here anymore. Uh, Evan was. So this is the moment that I was like, oh, this musical is not what I thought it was going to be about. It was so hard because he does say because he's just like yeah. oh how can i explain this and he's like Try. there's someone's like, like he... they're like this was all that he had left take it tell us tell us anything and it's just like this kid is like on the brink like he yeah. is nope um and he does say connor didn't write this um and it's just like so heartbreaking that the parents are rationalizing um like what's going on that yeah. it's just very much like this is the only thing we have left we like need to like believe this and it's just yeah. like oh no 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 it's okay it's okay i know this is a hard thing um i know you're just saying that when he's like trying to tell the truth yeah yeah and he's he's like trying to explain but in in their mind like they're really just so overcome with grief and yeah. trying to come up with like any explanation any way to understand and that's like the hardest thing about these situations that you really can't um because the person's not there anymore um so we see them all talking um and it's very clear that cynthia is like just desperate for like any nugget of information about her son anything about what he was going through what he was experiencing um who he was close to and that's kind of why she's clinging to Evan a little bit and clinging to this letter and trying to really just get some answers. Um, so do we want to do another drink before we get into this next song? Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Campbell, do you remember being back in like third grade and having like music class and learning to play the recorder and like hot cross buns? Fun fact. So, you know, I know a lot of wind instruments i physically was mm -hmm. not able to play the recorder my teacher told me just to stand there at the concert but yeah i'm familiar with the concept <laughs> that's so wait, that's so that's so sad it's okay i can play the bassoon i've gotten over it i don't feel bad about it that's fair i suppose okay well we'll, we'll move on put a pin in that um, put, put a pin in that boop um so unfortunately enough uh there are students all across the country that have never before had a general music education class and don't have the ability or the opportunity to access music education um, and get the chance to learn tons of different wind instruments um, or even just the recorder. And that's why we are partnering with Education Through Music, which is an organization that partners with low-income schools in New York City to provide students better access to music education. Also, 53% of New York City schools do not have a music teacher on faculty full-time. So, Education Through Music also provides weekly music education by putting qualified music teachers into these schools. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons this is so important is because motivation for learning means motivation for staying in school. And a lot of the students that are able to be involved with these music programs report that they have uh, attended school when they otherwise would have skipped um, or like stayed in school when they otherwise like wouldn't have wanted to stay specifically because they were looking forward to music class or they were looking forward to ensemble um, and, and getting to learn uh, specifically about music. 
and you can support and learn more at p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. That's p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. Help out. Do you have an instrument that you've neglected and now it hates you? Do you have too much money and think, hey, this can go to a good place? Neither applies to me, but I want to talk to you about the Dodario Foundation. They believe in the transformative power of music and that mentoring and building communities through music can positively affect social change. 100% of every dollar raised goes directly to support efforts to get kids involved in community music programs, acquire and maintain instruments, provide college scholarships, and support new innovation in music education. You can learn more and donate at www.dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That's www.dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. Hey there, listeners. Pop quiz. Who was your favorite teacher in school? Did it happen to be someone who inspired a movie? Did that movie later change the world? Because that's exactly what happened with Mr. Holland's opus, the story of the profound effect a dedicated music teacher had on generations of students. The composer for the film, Michael Kamen, later started the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation in 1996 as his commitment to the future of music education. Today, the foundation works with schools nationwide to audit their music education programs, supply quality instruments, train teachers on basic instrument repair, and even offer customized consulting to make sure the school's program fits their students' needs. The impact of this foundation now ensures that hundreds of thousands of kids across the country are granted access to learn and play music in school, keeping music education alive and well. If you're interested in supporting their mission, you can donate online, over the phone, or even while you shop Amazon or eBay. Visit mhopus.org donate to learn more. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clunk. Oh, listeners, if you want to, like, double this, triple it, whatever, it still tastes good. It's just, like, at this ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. One of those drinks. If you want um, a pitcher of milk, do I have a recipe for you? <laughs> um, okay. And get so to Evan, the Murphy household. Yeah. So Evan is like trying to tell the truth, trying to kind of like oh, explain. It's the so awkward. But just gets like swept along with the conversation, and they keep interrupting him, and it's one of those situations. Yeah. Um, and we get into Zoe's song. very much like there were no good moments. Yeah. He was awful and like the dad is just kind of just like not indifferent but just kind of like keeping the peace kind of just very aloof and then um the mom is just like no 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 there has to be evan you tell them some good things that happened yeah yeah so they're all really struggling and we get into the song for forever and this is basically just evan making shit up um he claims that apple orchard yeah, that he took him to, like, they climbed this tree together, and they were like, oh, a tree in the apple orchard? And he was like, yeah, sure, that place. Yes, and, then, and improv, yes. Yes, improv, play with these people's emotions. So the mom talks about how, um, you know, they used to go there, and he loved going to the apple orchard, and so it becomes this whole thing about... Um, how they spent all this time together and how they were best friends. And they used to email each other and have all these conversations. Um, plans for the future. Forgot how plans to talk for the to future. girls. Yes. And so now he's like giving them all this hope. And, the mo- and Cynthia 
is so like happy Wrapped. to to hear. Yeah, to hear like oh my gosh, like you know I have I can't remember the last time I I saw him smile and to to just know that he was happy. Like even if I didn't know that he was having all these experiences because he wasn't, but even if I didn't know that he was having all these experiences that he had this friend, just to know that he did, you know, um, is is like really heartwarming to her. Um, yeah, and it, this this is the point we see like kind of two things going on at the same time um, for the people in Connor's life. Um, it allows them to like, Ano, meet Connor again and yeah. like remember the good times and like heal somewhat. Um, but for Evan, it's kind of oh let me have an opportunity to have something I never had. The, yeah. These are people reaching out, connecting with me. I'm not going to lose that connection, so I will say anything. Yeah. And it's just my notes starting here were stop, 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 stop. Yeah. What the fuck? It made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and so he's, like, telling this to Jared, um, and he's just like, hey, I need your help. Um, we well we find out uh, we find out a lot more about this family's dynamic, yeah. and it was just like the mom says like yeah he had so many emails accounts that like we just don't have access to and we found out because like the the dad like would go through them all and it's yeah. just like it's a like, lot yikes. of toxic things going on yeah um, yes that like slowly come out over time and he's telling Jared this to like help him kind of fake these conversations oh they fully before. just forge emails yes yes and yeah. we get into the song sincerely me which let me tell you raven i loved it i, I thought it was song. so much fun here is when colton ryan i was like you are a star like oh, he was yeah. doing super well before of course but it just was so much fun yeah this like and imaginary world where just like we were best friends and he's just like hey it's just like super campy and i was like okay this is this is great yeah yeah i i totally agree and i actually i think it's really interesting how how fun this song is really clashes with the sort of tone and other like general topic of of what's happening like the context of it um yeah. but i i think that this moment, the, it, it's able to pull off well. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is one of the songs that were in the original stage production. Um, and I, I think it's pulled off really well um, because of the what it's adding to the story or what it's telling you about yeah. Evan's framing of their relationship. Like, Evan's framing their relationship as or their friendship as all, like, happy-go-lucky and, like, you know, we had so much fun together and he would take me to it's the apple It's what he's orchard. been desperate for for years. It's what he's been desperate for. And the thing that I was thinking this whole time was just like, okay, but, like, these, they knew Connor, though. And even if he was having these, like, awesome, happy-go-lucky fun times with you, that does not line up with everything else that we that even we know about him as the audience yeah. you know it does make you think it's like what could have been i mean granted do you think connor could have gotten to that point with whatever who knows but it was just like this idealistic relationship and connecting with someone um that i just thought was really really interesting and was like really contrasting like some of the other songs like i do yeah. agree a lot of the music does sound similar i like it this was a song i was just like oh, okay this is like 
a clear musical number. Yeah. So the they, DDR stuff, great. That was real so fun. fun. Loved it. <laughs> so he delivers all these letters. Um, Cynthia reads them and is, again, delighted to have any anything, any crumb of information about her son. Um, and Zoe, uh, we see that she's trying to kind of get Zoe to and read Larry. letters. And Larry, yes. Um, we see that she's trying to get them, get them to read the letters um, in, in the hopes that it would give, it would help give them the sense of closure that she feels she's getting from them. Um, and so we hear like Zoe like talking about her experience being his sister and the shit that he put her through and how difficult it was for her. Um, and we get into the song Requiem. And one, love her voice. Oh my gosh. Amazing All three of them. All three of them. Amazing performance. I love the way they meld together. But also I love how, I think this is probably my favorite musical number because I love how it is such a deep exploration of each of their emotions and their perspectives on what's happening. And their own grieving processes. Their own grieving processes. And like Zoe is the lead in the song, but the parts where her parents duet reveals how they're feeling um, and like the overall family dynamic. So, um, <laughs> and I think so... it's really interesting, especially one of the like lines that like really got me kind of really understanding Zoe's perspective on this. Um, she's like remembering through secondhand sorrow. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so why Zoe's... should I play the grieving girl? Yeah. Oh my, that line. And we hear Larry singing about like, I, I tried to be like I tried to be there for you. I tried to give you the world. I tried to give you everything. Um, and, and you threw from, it away. From Larry's perspective, you threw it away. Yeah. And now, what am I left to do with the pieces that you left behind? Um, and Cynthia is singing about how, again, she she really just wanted to feel more connected to her son. She wanted to, under, to understand him better. Um, and now that she has these letters, again, not knowing that they're fake, but now that she has these letters, she feels like she can have some sense of peace, some sense of closure, of like having any degree of insight into what he could have been feeling, what he could have been thinking. Um, and so each of them at different... Oh, go ahead. I was also going to say something else like that we really see with Cynthia. She's saying that she finally found him. Like, I finally yes. found you. So she was like, okay, so maybe, oh, he was good all along. This proves it. Maybe yeah. she, like, had a lot of regret and, like, resentment, like, with herself for being like, you know, like, how did I, how was I so, how like, did I wrong? Mess up? How did I mess up kind of thing? Um, and it's, you see, she feels really guilty, guilty of how she has viewed Connor, like, yeah. in his life. And it's just like, okay, you know what? I finally found you. I'm not a bad mom. I see you. Yeah. I said, like, yeah. I, I do, I do believe you good now because I have this. Like, I found you. Like, okay. Conscious cleared to a yes. degree. And so they each sing, um, I will sing no requiem, but like for each character singing it, it has a slightly different meaning. Um, and Zoe and Larry sing together, why should I have a heavy heart? And Zoe sings, um, why should I say I'll keep you with me? And Cynthia comes in on just the I'll keep you with me part, which I think is very interesting. Another, I think the lyrics in like this song is just so good. Another lyric I really yes. like, it's like, it's not exact, but 
Um, like when villains fall, kingdoms don't mm. loop. I was just like, I, oh, the dang. lyrics of the lyricism. You in are song. a high school girl that's in band. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone, if it was, if this took place like ten years ago, she would have had a tumbler. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we do see at the end of the song, they do all read the letters. So Larry and Zoe do read the letters as well. Um, and we see that they are also grieving. Like for as, as much Where's as the monster I knew. Yeah. Yeah. For as much as they're upset and they're angry with Connor, like they, they are still seeking that connection in a way, or at least some understanding. Then we see, uh, he's back at school. We see Alana comes up to him um, at lunch and basically tells him how she was really personally affected by Connor's passing, um, and actually always liked to... him. Yeah, she always liked him just because she um, she thought that he always did what he wanted. She just respected the way he like carried himself, and I thought that that was I think Alana's character um, and that message Loved in it. general. Is, is really powerful in terms of, like, you never know the impact that you have on people. Yeah. And even if you feel like you're not seen, even if you feel like, you know, no one really pays attention to you, like, you never know the impact you can have on someone and who you might touch just with your, like, presence, you know, just your yeah. ba- basic existence. Um, so... Alana, we find out that she's planning a memorial um, for Connor, and she wants Evan to attend. Um, and he, at first, is like, mm, no, I don't think so. Um, and I actually don't think he ends up going, but she tries to convince him into it. Um, so he goes back home. He's home alone again because his mom has to work late. So uh, he ends up going over to the Murphys for dinner. And this is where, like, this is one of the scenes where, like, we really see, like, he's kind of latching onto the Murphys um, in a way to sort of fill that kind of hole that he feels he has um, yeah. in his own life, you know, especially with his mother having to work so much. Um, and the I Murphys are almost doing the same thing in turn. And so Zoe then is c- kind of complaining about how um, she felt like Connor never noticed her. She felt like they had no real connection um, and that he didn't know anything about her or care about her at all. Um, so then Ben is... Or, uh, Evan is like, oh no, like he thought about you a lot. He noticed a lot of little things about you. This part is very weird. So he's it's like, no, creepy. He, it's not. He this is not a, a sincere of, thing. Yeah, no, he noticed a lot of things about you, and she's like, yeah, like what? And so then he starts describing, and we get into the song "If I Could Tell Her," which is basically Evan telling her all the things he's noticed about her because he's in love with her. And the even moment, though they've never interacted even though they've before. never actually interacted, he's just been watching her from afar, which like creep level again. Why did you want this movie to be from his it's... perspective? But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> and so like as the audience, you're aware of like these are just things he's noticed about her because he's never a be- because like he's never talked to Connor, so he doesn't actually know anything Connor notices about her. Yeah, um, everything about then, Connor is just. It, it's Evan. It's just it's like, just this is Evan. how Connor was. This is how Evan is and wants Which to is, be. Which is, in itself, its own message on, like, speaking for the dead. You know what I mean? And, like, like giving, putting words in their mouth, basically, which a lot of people do. Um, but, but it's also, I think, shows, like, his, like, his, he's insecure. He's like, people don't know me. People don't want to. People don't care what I have to say. People do care what he has to say in this context. When he's talking and about Connor. It, when he's talking about Connor. But, like, if he said this, like, truthfully as himself, people would like him. Like, yeah. He did... Yeah. Um, and it's... Fucked up. 
it it becomes more it like the tension sort of builds as you're understanding that he's just talking about the things he's noticed about her and this becomes and it kind of breaks or like becomes more noticeable when they duet on the line but we're a million miles apart because you recognize that evan is talking about her and zoe's talking about connor and she's yeah. talking about like we're a million miles apart because you're dead Whereas Evan is like, oh, you don't know me and you don't like me and I'm so in love with you. And like, how can I just get you and have you? And Zoe's like, I'm just like grieving my dead brother and longing for like any degree of connection to him. So, yeah. yeah. So. Parents come home. Yes. um, So, yeah, this is this is the moment where to me it is the most distracting that Ben is like a decade older than yeah. um than the actress that plays oh. uh zoe because they're about to kiss and i'm just like listen you're talented but this feels just wrong um i don't enjoy this <laughs> it's to the point where it, when he has separate scenes with cynthia i was just yeah. like are y'all about to kiss like what's what's that <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so alana and evan meet up uh in the school library um and she or not school library uh just outside like in the neighborhood um and she tells him that she is starting a student group called the connor project um which hell yeah girl love that that's cool um and so she also struggles with mental illness um and also takes medication so direct for it. about it i was just like what do you, <laughs> what do you take <laughs> like okay maybe i don't want to reveal my medical history she, she does but... <laughs> such a good job playing the depressed, overachieving high school student. So we get into the song, The Anonymous Ones. Beautiful voice. Um, this Beautiful. was written by Amanda Stan- Stenberg in uh, conjunction with uh, the other songwriters. Um, also, beautiful voice, obviously. Um, but this was the moment where I was like, I do feel like all their voices are kind of the same. Not literally in terms of their range, but like in terms of like the, for, especially for these Act One songs, like the nature of the performance like they're all kind of singing the same way if that makes they're, sense. They're, they're singing kind of like isolated high kind of not piercing very like song birdie and it was yes. just like like the all of them gave the feeling of loneliness yes which i there understand it's a, a of, theme but you but i think no you just range. need to there's no range you just need to like yeah. Not that, like, maybe if in some of these songs they also showed, like, different types of humor, Mm. I think that would have, maybe would have helped with, like, how you have felt about these songs. Because I think they're definitely different characters, and that's really shown in a lot of the dialogue that happens. But when it comes to the song, it's just like, it's my turn to be sad. And in (laughs) almost the same way. Um, so Cynthia, uh, Evan is back over at Cynthia the Murphy's house. Cynthia is a really good dancer, Cynthia. Like, True. from the Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cynthia listen. offers Evan Connor's tie that he had gotten from his biological father. Gross. Um, Why are you accepting this? It's... That, it did feel a little weird. Um, and at first I was like, okay, but that tie with that shirt though. But then we see that he wore it with a different shirt and I was like, thank God. Yeah, but it's also kind of, uh, well, he tells the Murphys about the organization. Yeah. 
sees Connor's room and we see like one side of it the side that like the mother is like showing is just like it was this time he was so excited to go all these bar mitzvahs and like he wasn't invited to any here's his guitars he would play music yeah. he would write songs but he never showed them to us and but then, then we the see from wall. where we see ben's point of view that's like i don't know him but he's just seeing like his experience with him was like pretty much like the punching holes in the wall um yeah. like any dude named kyle has ever done yeah. um so Evan decides to speak at the memorial. Um, it goes poorly at first. Um, but and this then... is where children suck. They're just like, oh, we're at an assembly because we had a fellow student that committed suicide. So someone's having trouble talking about it on stage that was close with them. Let's mm-hmm. ridicule and record this. Like, yes. that's like, I understand. Well, I don't understand, like, being a dick. <laughs> uh, like, like, bullying. Yeah. But... At least be smart about it. Honestly. At least do make a passing like there, comment in the hallway. Line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> if you're going to at- bully, like, be more subtle. Be more nuanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he, like, freaks out. He, like, uh, gets really nervous. He drops his cards. He knocks over the microphone. And as, you know, he's, like, sort of kneeling and trying to, like, compose himself, he catches the eye of the Murphy family. And this is the moment that I was like, oh, shit. He's he's going to just confess. Like, he's going to say it, and, like, everyone's recording it. It's going to be this but whole we thing. Were only nope, like that's 40, not what happens. We he like doubles 40, the fuck down. <laughs> 15 minutes into this two-hour Or quadruples at this point. Yeah. Oh, also, if you want to watch this, you can watch it on Prime Video. You can rent it on, like, YouTube and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. We, we just need to do a better job. Of we need to do like, a better job of doing that. that. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to. I wrote it down, but I forgot because I was I'm just I'm so here. proud of you because I did not. <laughs> um, There's so probably some other places. Song. I forget. We get into the song, You Will Be Found, which is technically a good song. It's fine. Great message. Great message. Um, That's basically, tainted by the truth <laughs> what it's about yeah um, so it's it's basically saying like hey you know connor felt alone um in, in his own in evan's words connor felt alone that's why he did this other people feel alone and if you know just know that if you're out there if you're feeling isolated if you're feeling like no one's out there like you are not alone and like you will be found and blah 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 um great message to the song like it becomes uh a viral like everyone's recording it it becomes like a viral um uh like internet post sharing thing i don't know how i don't internet enough the (laughs) video the video went viral yes and we see Um, a lot of different students other people relating to the messages i'm just gonna go through a a lot of the other students and people kind of like in this sequence yeah uh, that like sing along stuff uh we have uh demarius copes who plays oliver liz kate that plays Gemma, zari luna who plays uh layla isaac powell plays reese Marvin Leon plays Sky. Hedia Esh plays uh, Cherries. Uh, Julia Jen Ma- Chen Myers plays Naomi. Gerald Caesar plays Josh. Oh no no no! Josh isn't there. That's somewhere else. But anyway, that we see like uh like a bunch of other like students, pe- random people on the internet relating to this, like singing yeah. along, and it's very much Evan says like the gift Connor gave us was that he showed us that we really aren't alone. I wish we could have given this gift to him, which I do think was sincere, but yeah, I agree. It's just like, this is what we can do with this 
now. And yeah. everyone is just saying, thank you, Evan Hansen. Thank you, Evan Hansen. And my thought is, how the fuck can you live with yourself? Yes, especially the... when he, like, now it's his name that's in everyone's he's, Now he's mouth. profiting off of this. Yeah, like, now everyone is, like, thanking him for spreading this message. When he's making all, like, he did this whole story about how they went to the Apple Orchard and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's still just, like, lying about all of this. Um, and so... Uh, and then Zoe's like, you've given all of us, you've especially given me, like, my brother back. And I was just yeah. like... Ooh. Girl. Like, <laughs> Evan gets his cast off, um, which is, you know, interesting moment of, like, disconnection from yeah. Connor. Now he yes. has the, the brand of Connor's name off him. But also it could symbolize, like, the healing. Um, but I don't know if he's actually healing because he's an anxious mess. Yeah. But that is the end of Act 1. And so we shall make another drink. Yeah. Burb. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. This milk is good. We love an alky chocolate milk. It's amazing. Okay, so... Dear Evidence. <laughs> get into Act 2. And we start off the second act with uh, a, the first meeting of the Connor Project. Um, so Alana announces that they are raising money to make a, like, Connor Memorial Garden at the Orchard Smiles Apple Orchard, um, which is called, uh, Connor's favorite place of the world, according to Evan. Um, and... And later Zoe, though. Zoe does say that he really liked that place. Yes, because their family went there. But, like, we never hear from Connor that it's his favorite place. Play, or that it means that as much to him as they make it out to seem, you know? Yeah. Um, and we also find out that they're publishing the emails that um, Evan faked, which is an interesting decision. Like, I'll say, like, how <laughs> egotistical do you have to be to be like, yeah, this is convincing? Because later <laughs> it's just like, you're only emailing about, like, one thing you did together. Like, in, like, ten emails, they talked about this and the one timeline that doesn't work. Yeah. And, like, I, I wrote down here, Jared is terrible. Is there something specific he does? Um, Jared is the one that announces that they've made the website with the emails available on it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Evan freaking out. He's peeking in the in the bathroom. Um, we get back home, or not home, but like to the Murphy's place. Larry is like auctioning all of his nice shit. Um, he has a baseball signed by, I immediately forgot the name of the team, but Carl Ripken, too. whatever team he played Cal on. Cal Ripken Jr.? Cal Ripken, sure, yeah. We also learned that Evan has been texting his dad, because um, he texts his dad about the baseball that Larry is auctioning, and we see that he has a whole history of text messages um, one-sided to his father, um, or the number that he has saved as his father. Yeah. Um, so Evan's mom sees the video, uh, someone shows it to her, um, she's just like, hey, what's going on? I thought you said you didn't know this kid, and now in this video you said that he was your best friend, like... And he's like, I lied. And then he's like, I about, lied about what about I said to you. Like, oh, and, and she was fun. like, when were you planning on telling me this? And then he was like, when would I have had a chance to tell you? 
yeah and he kind of turns turns it back on her of like you haven't been here you've been working so much and blah blah and she's like well i'm here now like i'm trying like i want to be here for you and there's been so many times that she's like hey i'm talking to you want to talk to you talk about these things and he's just like yeah. no but then it's just like you never want to talk to me ever it's yeah. just like that's come on that's not like, i know like genuine. you're living your fake life with this like family that you're just lying to constantly but like yes his mom is like working a lot has like fallen through on a bunch of promises and things like that but if you're like able to see all these other people as like people like see your mom as a person but she's a your mother mom is a that's, person. So that's impossible yeah. <laughs> Dang. um so then zoe comes over um wanting to talk to him um and she asks where his room is and the look on his face hilarious um so we find out that this she is when i was start him. i was this was when i was writing down pedophile um you know what, and... fair <laughs> so we also, find out you're a senior about him. to leave why are you trying to date a sophomore yeah i was thinking about That's that weird. too because i was like it's i never like when the senior goes after the underclassmen it's just mm. Um, bad vibes, bad bad vibes. Um, so we get into the song "Only Us," which is basically Zoe saying, "Like, hey, um, you don't have to try to find reasons to justify me liking you, and no, me liking you is not just because you're connected with my brother and blah blah blah." Um, I'm not totally sure how I feel about this song. I yeah. think it's technically good, and her performance of it is good. Um, but the it is overall also, context, I don't yeah, know if I love it. Because it's very much just like, hey, my entire life is talking about Connor. Yeah. And that is like eclipsed like a lot of like important things. I want us to like, I don't want that to be our relationship. Because then yeah. that's just my relationship with like everyone. Everyone. And it's also, and we also see some interesting things here that this is when Evan kind of talks about. It's like, yeah, we're kind of poor. I'm not going to be able to afford college. Like things like that are important to the plot later. But this song is just like people grieve differently. Yeah. Um, technically, Evan's not grieving at all, but it's just. <laughs> This was the point in his character on just where he just like completely gives up on like the bit and you gotta commit to the bit. Yeah. But it's just like before I think the connections he was trying to make where he was trying to understand about stuff was just like a little more genuine. But here it's like it shifts to way more selfish. Like it was selfish yeah. before, but like the majority of it there's like no redeeming point of it like not that there was before but especially now and it's yeah, cause, like before it was like at least there was the sense that he was doing this to try and give the family a sense of peace you know like cynthia was really pushing for like anything mm -hmm. any piece of information any piece of insight and so like you could at least hang your hat on like okay he's trying to give her peace he's trying to give her something to hold on to but now especially like now and again this we get back to the symbolism of his cast getting cut off at the end of act one but now like this is pure, purely for selfish reasons like he's he doesn't need zoe. connor anymore yeah he like, can be now, connor. like now that he he knows that like zoe feels this way about him which is what he's always wanted and he says that in the song like i've wanted which, this for why did than zoe not pick up know. on that why did she not think that was weird like what do you mean by that also why did she not think it was weird when he was like oh i didn't know your dad died i was like 
Connor was your best friend. That didn't come he up. Didn't, that didn't come up ever. A lot okay. of things didn't Weird. come up. Yeah. Yeah. They just um, don't like they they question why, but not a. They question why, but like not, not the with, what, where, when, or or who. No, not the why <laughs> right in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, oh, first answer to something I'm struggling with. No further questions. The <laughs> importance of follow-up questions. <laughs> the importance of follow-up questions. We see it over and over again. It plays so, musicals. They go to prom from together. Um, we see that attendance at the Connor Project meetings is starting to dwindle, and Evan is not there, which is that like re- that that really fucked. That like really grinded yeah. my gears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we find out. Uh, so Evan is hanging out with Zoe and sees his mom, Heidi, over at the Murphys. And we find out that they have invited her for dinner. So worlds colliding here. Something's going to happen. It's very much, I didn't know he spent so much time over here. I was just like, also, that's on you. Like, yes, he's lying yeah. 100% of the time about literally everything in his life. So, but like... <laughs> At least know where your kid is. Like, I know you have to work. Like, you have to make make your means and yeah. support, but he was like, there this a family. Lot. Like, he was there for dinner. I mean, granted, she was working for dinner a lot. But still, like, he was there a lot. Um, yeah. So, like, they yeah. offer um, they offer to give him the college fund they had set aside for Connor um, to help him pay for college because, you know... He had mentioned, like, oh, we have to get scholarships and stuff like that. Um, and Heidi turns it down and basically, you know, it's like saving face and saying, like, I don't know why you think we don't have money, but um, we will. Like, they do have fine. a nice house. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's made me, again, it made me so uncomfortable. I just, a lot of my notes are just like, don't. Because <laughs> I, like, don't. Like, you knew they were going to offer, like, Connor's college fund. Oh, like, yeah. The second they sit down. Fun. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like, I want to teach my son that, like, we're going to be fine and we're not going to rely on other people for fair favors. Um, and they're like, we're not strangers. Um, and he was just, and she's just like, I don't know you. But to Heidi, they are. It's like, but, and she doesn't say, you're a stranger to me. It's like, you're not family. They, yeah. And like, she, when they're outside, because she like leaves, because it's just like, why would you stay? It was like, they think you're their son. This is yeah. not healthy. Like they're emotionally replacing Connor with you. Or at the very least, Cynthia is. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, I'm finally like doing good things. I'm not like I've like you've missed so many therapy appointments. He was like, Yeah, therapy means something's wrong with me. I'm taking these medications because I'm wrong. And she was, and like, the mom's like, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. And he's like, yes, there is. This yeah. situation is showing me that. And I'm just like, oh, stop. Stop yelling at your mom for providing yeah, you and, it and caring felt, about your mental did, health. I will say, I think this was the hardest part for me to sit through. The moment where he was like saying like, I basically like, I am broken. Like I am a burden. Like the fact that I, I have I ruined health, your life. Yeah, the fact that I have these mental health problems, the fact that I need medication, the fact that I need to go to therapy, the fact that I, I have difficulties or struggles that you need to help me deal with is a burden to you. And it means that I am broken and that I am less than. And that was just like, oh, fuck. 
Um, yeah. And then she's like, "You are actually the best thing that's ever happened to me. See you at home." Yeah. Yeah. Like um, she never, she never slips. Like that, alluding that she doesn't care to him ever about him no. ever any kind of that like division or anything, but the Murphys sure do. Not to, like, really beat down on a grieving family, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, now, Alana confronts Evan um, and basically says, like, were you even friends with him? Because she has her doubts about, like, the emails. She's like, this isn't adding up. So then he, wild choice on his part, but he sends her the original letter that um, he had written to himself that the Murphys misinterpreted as Connor's suicide note um, and basically says like, well, if we weren't friends, then why would he have sent me this? Um, it's important to note that Alana is also really struggling because they're $25,000 behind their $100,000 goal to raise money for Connor's Memorial Orchard. Um, and she's really struggling with like, if you're lying about this, then am I lying to all these people? Am I taking their money for no reason? When what is she, the when point she of this said movement? that, I'm just like, oh yeah, because she like, she needs this. Yeah, and she really threw herself all into this. Yeah, and it's just like, is this fake? Because that would break her. Break her. So then he gives her the letter, um, and he's like, you absolutely cannot share this with anyone. Only the family has this, blah, blah, blah. So we get a reprise so of we, the anonymous yeah. ones. And it's just like, she like knows, but she doesn't think she knows. She's like, wants to tell everyone. She goes by the locker memorial and it's just like dirty. Like everyone's forgotten. Um, yeah. And so she decides to post the letter to try to get that last bit of funding for this. So yeah. that we're like, her understanding is this is really important to Connor. This is like a promise to him and to everyone that we do care. We do love. We seeing each other. If we don't reach this goal, then we like failed that promise yeah. to him, to each other, to ourselves. And she posts it and it goes so bad, yeah. so bad. I do need to pour another drink before we start That's talking about this. That's fair. I'm only halfway through mine, so I'll just top off, but Perfect. I'm down. Because it's just like, okay, it's the last lot. drink. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Cheers. Cheers. I, Raven, you know I'm not one to toot my own horn. Mm-hmm. I think I've been killing it with the drinks recently. You absolutely have. Um... So she goes posts, viral. She posts a letter and immediately goes viral. Zoe's at a party when it hits. Um, Evan's getting all these notifications. Um, Cynthia, someone texts her saying like, hey, this is going, um, like this is out, like this is on the internet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so everyone's reacting to it. Uh, Evan finally gets through to Alana. He's been calling her. She says she's taken it down because she felt like it was a mistake, but it's already been reposted. It's the internet. Yeah, because people you know? are commenting. It was like, wow, he wrote Retweeting. Uh, a, a suicide yeah. note to his friend, not his family. Oh, if I was in this family, I'd kill myself too. Like, it's just like, yeah. they're getting people like being death people. threats. They, they're being, yeah. they're doxing them. And yeah. like, Evan like, rushes over calls. to like their house. And we'd like, Zoe gets a phone call and she was like, 
I hope you're happy with your life. And like the dad's like, who was that? We need to call the police. And they're like, it's the internet. It's like already like, yeah, just like the knife is digging so much deeper yeah. now. And so the whole family and they turn on each other. This was what I wanted to talk about, like comparison to Heidi, who like is just like I'm trying my best. I love you. When um, Larry isn't like completely on the same page as Cynthia, she's like, "Hey, you don't know because you're not his father." father. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm just like, and that and Zoe was just like, "Mom, mom, what the fuck." And, and, like, that moment especially is one that, like, now, again, knowing that in the original stage musical, he wasn't, he was just He's not yours, dad, is what she said. It felt, it feels weird now, knowing that that was the plot point they added into this, because, like, that was unnecessary. Yeah, like, that was just, like, what a cheap Like, one, that's punch. an unnecessary thing to say, even if he is a stepfather, but especially if you only made him the stepfather to make that point, that's weird. <laughs> Imagine he was the biological father, and she still said that. <laughs> listen <laughs> <laughs> he's not even yours he's not even yours um and so evan is like freaking out because they're all fighting and he finally confesses i literally wrote down i can't watch this yeah. like it this is like unwatchable i like it was i'm too invested in these characters i will <laughs> say i really liked his performance in this scene like i thought he did this 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 emotion words of, like, fail is the song words fail with perfect like very apropos name for the song the performance i really love it i really love the song i love Amy the Adams, scene incredible i oh my was you know how a lot of times people don't like musicals because when they start bursting onto the song yeah. like that the suspending like believe reality is too much for them yeah thank goodness that was the case here i was like it's too real let's like sing a little ditty (laughs) about jack and diane like it was too much like i was getting overwhelmed and then he was like but i'm singing this song i was just like oh yeah it's fake i forgot Uh, (laughs) like thank goodness like thank you for taking me out of the moment in this case (laughs) um i do love so yeah i love his vocal performance in this i love the emotional performance overall um, I also really like the way it's mostly Evan singing in the song, but uh, Amy, Amy slash Cynthia um, does have a couple of lines in here um, that she kind of half sings. Um, so a line where she interrupts and she says, but there were emails, you showed us emails, um, and I think it's time for you to go at the very end. She like half sings them, and I think that's... Uh, just the way the the physical way she delivered those lines perfect flawless no notes um and it's just like he's like never had this kind of thing before the perfect girl a dad who stuck around mom who is there and he's like i know this is not like a worthy explanation at this point i wrote down call the police lock him up he's (laughs) this is the point like where he's like sobbing so much i think he like ages like 80 years and it's because like flut like when you're crying and you're like get red and flushed if you have a bunch of makeup and prosthetics it's that's, more evident the blood doesn't get through yeah at least hopefully you never know but it's <laughs> he's just completely breaking down obviously this yeah. is like what was building up the entire movie and all i thought was call the like 
and I'm not one to call the police, but I was like, lock him up. <laughs> too <laughs> oh. much. Too much that you're like, hey, for months, I'm in a relationship with you. I'm in a relationship with like each of you. I've been lying to you. I have been building your hopes up for my personal gain. Hear me out, though. No. Yeah. I will not hear you out. You get out of my house. Yeah, and the the look on Cynthia's face, like Amy Adams won ten out of ten face acting. Oh my gosh, um, her her face at the end of the scene when he finishes his confession, um, and she's just like, I think it's time. Like Larry walks, uh, Zoe leaves the room like sobbing. Larry goes after her, and Cynthia's just sitting there, stunned in silence, and just says, I think that you should go. And the look on her face, her face, like, so pale, so drained, so, like, you feel every grain of, like, of tiredness, of exhaustion, of confusion, of sorrow, of, like, loss on her, on her face, and it's... 10 out of 10 performance um and so then he like leaves he runs out to the forest we go back to the tree that he fell from this tree is like a main character but like we do see he didn't fall he jumped like it yes this this wasn't an accident yes yeah the branch didn't give way um and you can like he like runs into Zoe like at like he like talks to Zoe and it's very clear like you have to tell people about this people have to know what I did and she's like no we're not going to say anything we're going to keep it a secret but don't thank me it was my mom's decision because she doesn't want your life to be ruined yeah leave my family alone yeah um so then so then actually he runs out into the forest and back to the tree and everything um I do kind of like, a reprise through uh, kind of a reprise, yeah. Of um, what's the song? The words waving fail. through a window. Oh, is it? I thought it was a continuation of words fail, but they both maybe work. it's like maybe it's like a little bit. It's a little thing. bit of both, yeah. Um, I will but, say this scene when he's out when he's out back in the forest. Um, the, the ending of this song, I do really like his acting here i think mm-hmm. he does i think he does do it's really very good. good face acting here like you can see every emotion um, with all that makeup and his... prosthetics stacked against him <laughs> honestly like like i i can see like ben platt is talented and i can obviously see why he got this part in the first place but it's just like mm, did you need to play it for the movie too like i'm glad i got to see it because it's a good performance but like mm, Someone else could have also given a good performance. Um, so Evan finally shows his mom the letter, the letter that he wrote, and explains that he wrote it, not Connor. Um, and she is taken aback and a little bit devastated by this letter, not just the knowledge that he wrote it, not Connor, but specifically she says, like, I didn't know that you felt that way. I didn't know you felt so alone. Um and she's we get into the song so big so small most devastating song in this whole thing most devastating song in the, like in the, this in the is this wrecked me the, this song here's my thing the song itself mid but and yet damn it if julianne moore didn't still manage to yank a tear out of me like oh and that bridge the bridge powerful i didn't love the chorus because it's just the same line repeated twice but 
the defining the cor- uh, what a chorus is a lot of the time. Good job. But the song is basically is basically about how after his father left, she was terrified that she wouldn't measure up as a mother, that she wouldn't be enough for him, that she would make mistakes, and that she would fail him. And the line that gets me is, and I did, and I do, and I will. Like, acknowledging that, like, I'm not perfect. And there were a lot of things, uh, like, fighting against us. Like, I have to work all the time to be able to provide you a basic living. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to college. We have to figure out a way to pay for that. Like, there's so many things that she's struggling with that are getting in the way of her just being able to be a good mother. Um, But recognizing that, like, that doesn't mean that I don't love you. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to be there for you. Yeah, when she sings, like, when you asked me when the second truck was coming to take you away, this is what I said to you and this is what applies now. I was just yeah. like, stop. God because it, I've already had me. an emotional day, oh an emotional gosh. week, and I don't like this. <laughs> uh, your mom is staying right here no matter what. Um, oh, there's not another truck in the driveway. Yeah. What the Julianne Moore. Fuck? Oh yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, I understand this up. is like, uh, yeah, it's when like art performances and stuff. I was just like, do you have to be like that? Right. We see that Evan does like people have to know the truth. Yeah. He goes on Instagram. He records a video and he's just like, hey, here are the facts. Bye. And I'm just like, good. No, like something. Not, not as much like you know i love apology videos so mm. much because they're mm. Give me never good they're never oh they're my. terrible hilarious <laughs> hilarious topical you're that's so zeitgeist of you raven right it's, oh, thank you and he's like connor's family does not deserve this i do and then after he stops it you see him exhale with yeah honestly the first time in this movie yep visibly relax um and we we start to hear the song a little closer um song by colton ryan yeah and evan basically goes on this like quest to learn more about connor he starts by like emailing all these people or deeming all these people trying to figure out like hey i saw that you were tagged in this photo with him or i saw that you posted this thing about him i would love to like learn more about him like any memories that you have anything um and he gets a lot of people saying like oh i didn't really know him but then he does get one message saying like hey i was in uh i know this dude he contacts that dude um the guy's like i was in Derek reynolds um he's like i was in recovery with connor um hope that this can help you and he sends him a video of connor singing and he's actually singing the song a little closer that we're hearing um and playing it on the guitar and he and evan distributes that like takes it and distributes it um to all of his family and to alana and to jared um and he also and i felt weird about this he like reads all of connor's favorite books but like in like a way that it's like he kind of just like he finishes one, he stacks it on top, and then just immediately starts the other. And I'm like, okay, it's that's obsessive. not the point so of it. It's that, it's like that, a checklist. It feels like a checklist. And it's just like, oh, he said in middle school once he likes these books. This yeah. is his personality now. Yeah, and this is how it's, I get to know him beyond the grave. And it's also like, 
all school reading books. It's not like books he like yeah. chose, it seemed like. Um, but it's just like my, it ended good because it was like, oh, what everyone were led to believe who Connor is, that Connor did exist. Great. Yeah. Leave this family alone. You have a problem. You're obsessive. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Um, so then he and Zoe meet up in the orchard because uh, in all this time, he still hasn't actually seen the Autumn Smiles apple orchard that Connor Because loved. the fact that he like was still going to school is wild to me. Yeah. Who, who would have let him? Uh, yeah, minimum. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. Uh, the fact that he can name, go to probably. school. Yeah, it's just like, there's no coming back from that. This yeah, is right. a national phenomena that you're like known when some people had the idea maybe it's like oh the parents were unsupportive let's send death threats to him he was just able to go to school no problem wild also why did he send jared a copy of that that didn't make any sense i feel like in this maybe there was like things were edited down uh because jared has more of a role in the stage show that it's just like Maybe Jared did have more of a connection, but in the movie, it does not come through. So it's just it was like, just like I'll profit like off of was, this too. It felt like he was sending it to Jared to prove a point. Yeah, yeah, which felt weird. Um, yeah, Zoe, Zoe, like uh, wants him to to see the orchard, to see the to orchard, see... Be, be like the good that has come out of this, which is like weird. And we hear, like, he's going to actually take a year off and, like, start at community college, which is a smart thing to do. Like, especially if you don't know what you want to do. It's so much cheaper. You honestly get a good education because your professors have a much smaller group of students to work with. And it's like the orchard is, like, really helping their family. Like, her parents are, like, coming here, like, a lot. Um and he was like, I know this is, like, the worst thing anything can do. And he was like, yeah. And she's like, although, I wish we could have met, like, now without all of this stuff. And I'm just like, this is insane. Yeah. You have fully lost me. Um, wanted to make sure <laughs> you saw this. And then um, she says he really loved it here. And I'm just like, now I don't know what's real. But then yeah. he, like, it ends with him. Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be a good day. And it's just like, here's why, because, like, I'm going to be me. You're going to be you or whatever. Just keep going. We hear a little bit of a little closer sung by Ben Platt. And then, yeah, Finn. Yeah. Um, so then for our composer corner, so the music was done by Dan Romer and Justin Paul. Um, and as we mentioned before, so uh, Darren Hansen was based on the original stage musical done by Stephen Levinson, Binge Pasek, and Justin Paul. So Dan Romer is a film composer, music producer, songwriter, um, and he's worked in film score, he's worked in video game scores, um, and also pop music. Uh, He plays the piano, the guitar, the accordion, and the mandolin. Fun instrument spread. Um, So some of the projects that he's worked on, Luca, um, Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, The Good Doctor, Beasts of No Nation, among others. Um, he's also worked on the video game Far Cry 5, did some of the music for that. Um, he also produced the songs Say Something by Christina Aguilera and A Great Big World, and the song Treat You Better by Sean Mendez. Um, he's also won a 
bunch of awards, mostly for like Luca, Good Doctor, Beasts of Southern Wild, like all of those, as well as um, for Dear Evan Hansen. And then um, Justin Paul is a theater and TV composer. So he um, has worked on uh, The Greatest Showman, La La Land, and of course the original Dear Evan Hansen, um, all of which were actually co-written with Benj Pasek, who's like his songwriting partner. Uh, partner. Um, and together they won the Jonathan Larson Award in 2007, which is pretty oh, cool. That was really yeah. cool. Um, he's also worked on Dogfight and James and the Giant Peach. Um, so as we talked about before, this movie definitely underperformed at the box office. Um, <laughs> so a couple of fun little facts. One, um, if you look at the Wikipedia article for this movie, where it says underperformed at the box office, that's a hyperlink. And it's a hyperlink to the Wikipedia article for the term box office bomb. And the opening, the opening statement of, so the opening sentence of this article is a box office bomb, box office flop, box office failure, or box office disaster is a film that is highly unprofitable. <laughs> and it's just like, yikes. So um, this movie was projected to gross uh, nine, anywhere from nine to $11 million in just the opening weekend. It ended up making nineteen million dollars in the U.S. and internationally by the twenty seventh by the twenty seventh of April in twenty twenty two, which was basically the majority of its run in theaters. Yeah. So, not super impressive turnout. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a four point seven out of ten. On Metacritic, it has a thirty nine out of a hundred. And um, Wait, I, I skimmed. Are those switched? Rotten Tomatoes on a scale of 100, Metacritic scale of, like, to 10, right? Oh, no, the ones I saw, it was 4.7 out of 10, Metacritic was out of 100. Oh, weird, because, huh, I don't use them, so I don't... It, yeah, I, Rotten Tomatoes is, like, weird. 0 to 100. I gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I skimmed some of the critical reviews from... Uh, it premiered at the 2021 Toronto International Film Festival um, on September 9th, and... Suffice to say, the critical reviews are similarly underwhelming. Um, they fully trashed it. So, yeah. yeah, not super well received. We've talked about a few of the reasons why, but that's that's what we got to go over today. So, for discussion question, I once again have a couple options for you, Campbell. I technically have three, which is, I promise, the most I will ever give you. The one of them is really simple, and we've kind of already talked about it. So, option one. Um, this is a very grounded story, um, yet characters do burst into song. Uh, does that break suspense of belief, or does it give the story a deeper meaning? Second option, um, this is a very heavy and difficult topic for a musical. Um, do you feel that this piece handles it well, or is it still a sort of like romanticiz romanticization of this type of topic, um, or of this subject matter? And um, either way you feel about it, um, what, if anything, separates it from the likes of pieces like 13 Reasons Why and other uh, media that has been criticized for handling the subject matter? Um, and then the third option was just, how do you feel about the ending? Which I feel like we've already touched on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we already talked about that. Let's go with the first yeah. one, because I feel like there's... 
especially what like you like shared and like really made me think about this with how when they break into singing it sometimes it just like expands kind of what like the character's like motivation is it's just like from a musical composition stance which is like super cool i really like Mm -hmm. that interpretation of this and i think that's what it is for the most part but i will say that and i think i said this already that with some of the songs like breaking out to the song did like suspend like it did take you out of it it did take me out of it because especially when it's like the climax of this is that oh everything's been a lie for you to like be talking and sobbing but then sing a little bit and then go back (laughs) to that it's just like i don't know i feel like it needed to be either all song Mm. with or no song i gotcha but there's no way it could have been no song yeah because it's a musical it, it, it is indeed a musical. Um, personally, That's why we do I, <laughs> personally, I felt that it, I leaned more towards it gave a deeper meaning to the story because, again, I'm the type of person, like, I am very musically inclined. Um, I feel Ooh. music for, <laughs> really music for me yourself. feels like a safer place to express emotion yeah. and a more honest and vulnerable place to express emotion. And I think for me, especially with the fact that the movie is framed from Evan's perspective and we see the, um, even aside from like the generalized anxiety that he struggles with, um, the social anxiety as well. And the, the difficulty in a social setting of being honest and vulnerable and opening up about the emotions that you're feeling and the insecurities or the vulnerabilities or the traumas that have happened in your past that have led to that, um, is a very difficult thing just in general to do. And to me, I understand to a lot of people, it will feel weird to hear a character just bursting out into song and it might take you out of it. For me, it actually feels more honest for it, for those parts specifically to be in song, because to me, it's like, I can't imagine a person just saying these words. I can't imagine a person being this open and vulnerable to other people that they still don't really have uh, a deep level of trust with, especially because they're actively lying to them. You know um, what I mean? So Interesting. I, I don't know what you mean because I don't feel that way. <laughs> oh, for I, I guess I just felt like having it be in song form felt like it made the expression of the emotion more honest i guess or it made it more yeah it made it more palatable like because it's being delivered in a musical format which is already a nationally a naturally emotive yeah like method of expression Yeah. yeah it's naturally emotive so it being heavy with emotion feels natural whereas to me a person just 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 straight up saying all of those things just being that open and vulnerable depending on the person they're being that open and vulnerable with that might feel natural but in some of these situations i was like i don't know like when larry was singing it was like i don't know that i could see larry's character just openly saying these words but hearing him sing them feels like a more it feels more like we're hearing his subconscious or more like mm-hmm. we're hearing his under thoughts as opposed to just having his character say these words yeah and so i feel to like you it's just yeah. giving you like a further complexity and like uh yeah it's a it's it's a more efficient way to understand his character 
For you? And beca- yes, and because to me it would feel weirder to have the character just say those words, I feel that the, the music gives a deeper meaning to the story because in my mind, it, therefore, if we didn't have the music, we wouldn't get the same depth of emotional understanding of the characters because it would feel we- they wouldn't be able to just say those same words. It only feels right if they're singing them to me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, fun perspectives. So, moving into our little playtime here. I know I'm playing the violin. I don't know what we're playing. So, what's going on tonight, Campbell? And I'm playing the clarinet, and we'll be playing Waving Through a Window. Hmm. Fun. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do this. We did that eighty five, right? Yes. How did you I feel? But I think I still, end, I think I still ended a little ahead of you. It was I, like okay. by only like a couple. By like of a measure, yeah. yeah. Um, I have been doing okay on the syncopation, but my, I'm pretty sure every E that I've played has been slightly off, like a little sharp. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, it's because I'm okay. playing. I'm playing like all of them fourth finger, and I don't know what it is with my pinky, but she not good. You need you need to get like little like dumbbells for your pinky to strengthen. Maybe, I maybe, really should. Maybe I need that to do should more be exercises. your uh, birthday gift. I was going to give you a novelty waffle maker that we discussed during Dungeons and Dragons. We did it. I think I still. Do you have? Do you? Hmm. There's a lot of novelty waffle makers. <laughs> And I'm thinking of one to give you. That would be a perfect pun. And I think I'm going to do that. I'm here for it. Cool. 85 to the end? 85 to the end. Let's do it. I haven't practiced any of this. It's going to be true sight reading. Yay. Yeah, that's the point. One, two. One, two, three, four. I messed up in the middle of it and like stopped fully. So if you finish, okay. that's on me. <laughs> okay. Let's good. start the yeah. key change and go to the end. That sounds like a plan. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey. And that's that. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Question for you, Raven. How would you rate mm-hmm. this musical on a scale of 1 to 10? I am legitimately have no idea what you're going to say. Okay. So I'm going to preface my rating Ooh, by saying it. to all Actually, the musical... don't preface it. Just give a number. Just give a number. No, I'm going to preface it okay. um, by <laughs> like, saying... You can, pre- to... can uh, profess... What's Profus? Epiphus? Epiphus. Yeah. <laughs> um, to all the musical theater girlies, I came into this blind. I have not seen the stage musical, so I'm going purely based off my experience of the film. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Here's the thing. Yes, Ben was too old. Yes, I still feel weird on some of the messaging and themes. Many of the songs, or some of the songs, were mid. And tell me again why they reimagined this from the perspective of like 
the white man. Anyway, but it genuinely made me feel something. Some of the characters deliver genuinely good good and believable performances. Um, I do applaud the bravery of the story in general, and I would watch it again. So, 7 out of 10. For most of those reasons, but expanding on some more of the negative ones, I'd give it a 5 out of 10. And I anticipated that that's... Really and I think, great. I mean, I, re- I did really like the music, but a lot of the other stuff kind of just like... I, I it just took you out it of just it too much. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I understand that. But, yeah. But, listeners, you can find us wow, anywhere that podcasts are found. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, this is real, real fun, and I want to share this with all of my friends, but none of them have the app that I'm listening to this on. I don't know what else I can promote it to them on. They can listen on Pandora. They can listen on iHeartRadio. They can listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Pod- Not Stitcher Spotify. anymore. We talked about this. They're, Not they're we have talked about now. this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but anywhere else that podcasts are found, you can find us. And you know what? When you find us, we hope, one, that you like us. You should like the episode. Uh, If you have the ability to rate us on that platform, please rate us five stars and let us know what you're thinking of it. You can comment on it. Um, You can message us, DM us on Instagram at boozicals, B-O-O-Z-I-C-A-L-S. Or you can email us at boozicals at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, any suggestions, if you want to fact check us, if you just want to let us know your perspective on the musical let us know your feedback. We will take it in. We will share it with the girlies, and we will have a good time. Very well done, Raven. <laughs> Thank you. Ugh, okay, bye. Yeah, I guess that's I it. Don't, I don't know how to close this one out. Do you have a fun fact Peace. for us? Ooh. Um, I you know what's pro- funny? Oh, I have so it. many fun facts, but the second someone asks me for a fun fact, my mind immediately goes boring. Oh, how about this? What about a boring fact? A boring fact? A mundane fact. fact about yourself. We need to stop saying what's, like, fun or interesting about us. What's just something normal about us? I was born on a Tuesday. Oh, well, that's fun. Um, something that other people probably do, but... Um, I put both socks on before I put any shoes on. Which is the normal way to do it. Yeah. And I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye.